Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Pursuit from Bourbon to Brand. However you found us, we're so glad that you're here as we get behind the scenes with the Pursuit Spirits brand. However, today, we're switching things up a little bit, but before we get there, Kenny and Ryan joining me on the show. How is it going, guys? hey I thought you were going to say it. A word from our sponsors, but we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> no, not for this one. <laughs> yeah. A word from our sponsors. Pursuit, Pursuit Spirits. Spirits. Yes. Yep. Always the sponsor. That's every right. time. Every time. That's why you get this podcast for free. And continue. Because Pursuit Spirits. A word from our sponsors. <laughs> Bourbon Pursuit. The official podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yes. It continues that way every single it's time. It's just a circle. Yep. We are going to do something different today. And I feel like I should have said, forgive me, guys. I, sh- I should be more polite. What's been going on? Oh, gosh. What it's hasn't been much. going on? I got to open it up before I just dive right in. I feel like I've lost 10 years off my life. The gray hairs are starting to roll in even harder than before. But it's everything that we want, I think. Yep. That's what my wife says. It's like, I'll like bitch about something. She's like, well, isn't that what you wanted? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. So I should stop whining. No, I mean, in regards to everything that's happening, it's uh, it's it's a little bit of travel, hitting a few things, getting prepared for everything. Kentucky Bourbon Festival, probably by the time this releases. I mean, it's we're, we're in the thick of it already and making sure that we have a really fun atmosphere. I think that's the one thing that we have learned, and especially that I've learned doing at least tech trade shows my entire life is that – if you just have a, a booth and all you're doing is just hand out samples, like like what are you what are you achieving at the end of the day? And so I want to make sure that we are we're out there, like we're energetic, we're having fun, we're doing giveaways, we're connect making people, forward. yeah, connect. I, I even put that in a press release this past week. Did you see that? Yep. Yeah, I said it said if you're gonna be at Bourbon Festival, challenge Ryan and I to connect four. We'll be there. Like there'll be a big ass board there and challenge us. We'll we'll play you. You'll get to win a free sample. Or maybe yeah, there you go. <laughs> even though you already get it. Or a Rye Rita. Or a Rye Rita. Yeah, we'll be showcasing the Rye Rita hey showing. Yo, I want to know some more about that. Yeah, they're I just stumbled upon these. I mean, it wasn't like a thought out like experiment thing. It was basically we ran out tequila at the lake house one day and uh <laughs> so I was like, Oh our rye has a little citrusy kind of flavors going on. But I wonder how it would do in a margarita. So I swapped out the rye for the tequila, my gosh, it was dangerously, I, I, I say it's a lot, dangerously delicious, but it is really good. So is that trademarked? At, Are we allowed to say that? No, it's know. magically delicious. Magically delicious. We, we can't say that either. Now, yeah. now that one you're going to get in trouble for. But uh, anyways, yeah, so we'll have the rye read at the Bourbon Festival. Our rye whiskey is so versatile. Like, it's amazing. It's good in cocktails, good neat, good straight, good on, well, that's the same as neat, but on the ice, Anything, uh, it's really good. So we're going to showcase that with the Rye Rita here at the festival. You, you've had some. Oh. And, and your wife had one. Oh, I've had some. It's great. <laughs> it turns your wife into a rye drinker. Yeah, I said. mean, that's what that's what she said. She said, oh, I can be a rye drinker now. I was like, man, we got, there's something to that, you know, leaning into that. But, you know, we also love Marg, so yep. it's- uh, Who doesn't love a good Marg? Super no crushable. Easy. Yep. If you wanted a way to really get in trouble with- uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I haven't seen out of you yet? Salt or no salt? Oh, no salt. I don't like salt. Oh, like in a regular marg? Right. I love salt. I have not done the salt on the it's rye It's just marg, like the oak. <laughs> what about the spicy? Are you a spicy marg kind of guy? No. Oh, anything jalapeno, get it out of here. Yeah, I do yeah. not like it. No, I don't like the jalapeno either. I don't like salt. Don't but like... I love salt. No salt. All when right. I went to get uh, ingredients for the video the other day, that was all that they had left was the spicy, and I had to I had to make other plans. Yeah, I'm glad We got did. it done. 
We got it done. So anyways. All right. Well, next up is I got to try it with salt. There you go. Get your, you got your sea salt rim ready. I mean, here's the thing is like, I love salt so much. This is how bad it is. Me and my daughter both love salt so much that we will open up a new bag of tortilla chips and we'll open it up. We'll get like one bite of salsa and we'll look at each other and be like, you know what this really needs? And you know what it'll say? More More salt. salt. Exactly. And so we will get out the Morton salt and pour it in the bag and shake it up. You bring up an interesting thing. Do they have extra? I've never seen a bag of extra salty chips in the aisle. Yeah, you really need to think about it because it was like, oh my gosh, every single time. on a gold mine. Because here's the thing. It's like, we, we try to be the organic, you know, try to be like, you know, buy the healthier. Yeah, we try try to buy the healthier version. It comes in like the paper bags or whatnot. But every single time it's like, we need more salt. It's every single time. Yeah. Well, just put the blood pressure register right next to you. You know what? It's chips and dip. It doesn't really count. Yeah. That's no salt on marks. Uh, I'm drawing a line. I don't like it. I love my salt marks. Well, don't bring any salt to the... um, show because i don't you know just don't it's not a byos sort of event it's just come and enjoy some rye rita that's that's what it's all about so are you going to bring a tub of salt for the i think we're going to we have, have to, to now, now. We have no, to. you mentioned it's, it's live like, kenny kenny can salt your plastic cup for you if I'll, you want that i'll lick the, I'll lick the, the cup rim, yeah. rim, dip, it for, dip you. it for you yeah it's okay so i'm gonna pay double for that <laughs> well, anything anything else that's um unique to this particular show last year was great so you know rye rita's a step in the direction. We had the uh, Connect Four last time. Anything else? Or are we just one more thing? Oh, it's God. that if you are interested, I mean, let's let's be honest. Like we're getting ready to enter the cold season. What happens? Like you want to be outside, but you still want to be warm. And so, what did we get? We got some Pursuit Spirits branded solo stoves. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm pumped for this. So, if you want to get entered, we're going to be doing these giveaways happening at least maybe once a quarter, maybe once every other quarter. We haven't really decided yet, but we ordered a couple of them. So, you can actually go ahead and enter, I think starting on September 11th, and it's at bourbon.at/win. That's b r b n.at/win. When gonna, will the drawing be? I'm going to enter like 100 times. Uh, it's November 11th, or sorry, November 30th is when it ends, and then it will automatically draw on December 1st. But like I said, after that one's done, then we'll probably start another one starting Q1 of the next year. That's cool. And it's just a way for you to just go ahead and, and like I said, you can just sign up and just a way to keep warm. I mean, the whole thing we were thinking about, we are trying to find good items to just be a part of this and do giveaways and it was like why did we not think about this before like what goes well with a campfire is a glass of bourbon yep and Mm. it was a it was a perfect harmony and when i found solo stove online and they'd had a whole corporate branding i said well we've got to get a couple of these and so we'll we'll make it happen get five (laughs) well five was minimum (laughs) yeah it's it was worth the the investment yeah i love solo stoves i've I've been a big fan for past I got 2020, I guess I bought two of them. And I love them. It's like, they make a magical fire. Hmm. But they do roll through wood. It's crazy. Well, and like I said, I, I was talking about this last night as I, I listened to the How I Built This episode on Solo Stove. And it's very, very enticing. So if you if you care about business, care about how things are built, in regards to not just like engineering, but how a business is built, please go and listen to it. It's a good episode. It's a cool podcast too. Well, speaking of how things are built... That's the point of this podcast. 
it's a little different too. So, you know, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that we're generally talking about pursuit spirits. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, today, we're going to do something different. I'm going to be really curious. Podcast at PursuitSpirits.com. Let us know afterwards what you think of this. But you all had gotten in a media sample of the newest Four Roses. It's unique a little bit this year, though. So the Four Roses Small Batch Limited Edition is a product they put out. It's one of their, you know, their their big bottle that they do every year, and it's a blend. I think okay. the only only big bottle they do every year. That's right. Yeah, it's funny. Everybody's like, I don't like blends. And you're like, don't you like Four Roses Small Batch? They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? E.H. Taylor Small Batch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't we won't get too crazy on all of the the in-depths of Four Roses here on this. Maybe I'll drop something in the show notes that kind of explains a little bit about it. However, Four Roses at its core is interesting because they have five different types of yeast. And while they're both kind of high rye, a higher and a lower rye content recipe. So they actually make 10 different recipes in these combinations. And through that, you know, they go in the single barrel program. That's how they get barrels of certain flavors for their main products. And in this media kit, not only did we get the 135th, but we got all the individual components. So I thought while we have Blend Master here, we would taste through these individual components, kind of discuss their flavor, and then try the um, the LE as it, as it is and just kind of discuss what we feel like they've done on a blending level. I mean, I would say critiquing Brent Elliott. So uh, blendability is yeah, probably let's, not. Let's go ahead and let's break let's there, break this down. I mean, there's not going to be any critiquing. Yeah, be... you poured a sample that's way too big here. I just need like half of that. But this is this is actually a really fun thing. I mean, you're right, Brian. Four Roses Limited Edition Small Batch is probably the pinnacle of the top tier releases that happen every single year. And I am fortunate that we're a part of Bourbon Pursuit that we get to be a part of the media side of things where they send out the individual components and then you can see how the blend is made. And we've done this for a few different groups of where you can see how United's made and you can see, you can try all the individual components at cash shrink to see how the blend was actually done. But this is coming, of course, from a top tier distillery. So this is a, a very special opportunity to be able to do something like this. And so I'm excited to really kind of dive in and figure out, you know, how this happened. I was unable to be a part of the the tasting with Brent Elliott that was happening over Zoom because I was in Las Vegas at the time. Um, I was actually on the on the Zoom, but I didn't get to taste along with it. So they were sitting there talking about it and tasting it and doing it with a bunch of media folks. Uh, but it was just one of those things that it's a very rare occurrence that you get to do something as special as this. Do you stream it from Hakkasan or something? <laughs> yeah, you, you got it at 10 a.m., right? Yeah. I mean, you got to remember. Oh, that's true. Vegas. Yeah. Time's yeah. going backwards. <laughs> yep. Might, might have been at 8 a.m., to be honest with you. It was, it was pretty early. Well, you could be at Hakkasan at 8 a.m. Uh, well, maybe closer to 6, but yes. Uh, All right. So what was the so first? The first one's in 16-year yeah. OESV in I don't know if they're getting the tiers. Brian probably wants to know that crap. No, they, yeah. So we, again, we're not getting uh, super technical. Uh, I will give a quick rundown. So this year, we That's don't wild. have the percentages of what this breakdown is going to be, which will make it more fun when we talk about you know, what goes into it. So there is... I can get that for you. There is going to be a... It's on the bottle there. Oh, I'd, it's very small print. <laughs> the You want to get his magnifying glass out for yeah. him there? We are going to be... It is actually, even though they have four different batches that are in this blend as a whole, it's only using three recipes. So the first recipe that we're going to talk about is what they call recipe six, which is OESV. That means that it's their lower rye content 
and it means that it's delicate fruit and caramel. So this is kind of more fruity and caramel. The first one that we poured in this glass is 16 years old, and it looks like this component of the batch is 99.9 proof. So yeah, that's strange. Barrel that's strength, that low. but the barrels is it that barrel strength. In, I'm pretty. Yeah, it you would, know, it we, would definitely. It would be. Have I'd be, have yeah. to assume so. It so would definitely be 99.9. It smells like a dream. Proof. 16-year OESV. If we yeah, could you, only sell this. Yeah, right. I <laughs> love that. I, we need to get that tattooed on my back or something like that. That's what I was... I just tried it, and I'm just like, gosh, it, it is so hard to replicate that that sweet oak flavor. It's like that that oak note is just so pronounced, but there yeah, is there like, is a there is a delicate floral balance to it as well. Yeah, it's like got cotton candy, raspberries, blueberries... Vanilla cream, just like it's super coating. I think that's yeah. the biggest I thing. I haven't drank it, but I'm just smelling. I know. I, I told you, I was like, "Hey, Ryan, you poured too much," and then I've already finished my my glass of it. Oh, was that good? drinking it! My gosh, the OESV is always usually one of my favorites. Well, and that's, that and that's their that's their basically their their flagship, right? Is yeah. OESV that well, they, their, they put their flagship their... is the OBSV. So that's so For close. The single barrel. Yeah, and that and there will be a component like that in here. So the they're quote unquote flagship has the thirty five percent rye where this is the twenty percent. Oh man. But it's even got like coconut flavors on in it. In terms of its yeast, it's I would say it's gonna be similar. Yeah. yeah, it does kinda have a little little coconutiness to it. Yeah. On the back, it's so good. This one's nice. So this one to me, I mean, sixteen years old, I don't think I mean I think it drinks kinda old, but it doesn't drink over oaked. No. And it's it's got really nice spice. The spice, the caramel, the red fruits all in unison yeah. super solid they could have bottled here. this and been yeah okay. that's that's i think it's it's one of those things that fortunately we don't have that luxury but no nope. a lot of these i'm heritage, playing with four to six year old yeah these, these heritage <laughs> distilleries i mean they have they have a luxury riches uh, riches and that's what it really comes down to is they have uh anything in their arsenal from 10 years and above to be able to play with and that's a very rare thing that anybody gets to do and it makes it good i mean don't make wrong it's a it's fantastic and I think the the one thing that I do love about it is that it does hit home for a certain kind of individual and purchaser that's out there. But the other side of this is that understanding that this is a very limited, like super, super limited, like only the, the not even the 1% of bourbon, bourboners are going to get this. So you're talking like the 0.0001% mm-hmm. are going to get a chance to be able to do something like this. So- if you are looking for something different, it's like we got to make sure that we can, you know, how like who's filling the gap for that, and and I think that's where we also look at. I mean, not I'm not trying to say that we're filling the gap, but there's definitely a lot of other companies that are creating really good products that have, you know, an oaky profile or something that can fill this particular, well, and be much more available and affordable. Yeah, because what's the price on this? Two hundred? No, I think it. Yeah, yeah, it went up a little bit. I think it's two hundred one ninety nine. One ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. one ninety nine. Remember when? So. It, well, I think it was the when I got into bourbon, it was it was like seventy five. I think it was like eighty nine ninety nine. That's insane. With sixteen and twenty five year old whiskey, that's that's bananas. Well, all right, we got the next one here. B A. I mean, that one on stone is freaking fantastic. My biggest question that I have for you, Ryan, I would say, I mean, either of you could answer. So, and we, we this doesn't tell the percentages. You're right. We haven't tried it as a whole first, which maybe that would have been good. But, you know, what do you think, what do you think that is missing to this that it could add as a blend? Or like, what what do you think about this in terms of a blending component? Yeah, that's a great question. To me, uh, 
I mean, it's coding. It's but it's still. I don't know. It's hard to critique it. <laughs> it's it's pretty good for me. It, it's it, very it's very difficult to critique. But for me, I would probably use this as majority of the base because it's hits all. It, it's very like it's just good all around that you could build layers on top of it. So after drinking that, I think that would make a very good base as a majority of the blend, and you could sprinkle in. The others, or at least be a leading component of the four. All right. So this was OESV 16, correct? Yep. All right. Here's the breakdown. Uh, This is 20%. Okay. Right. So. Oh, wow. Minority component. A minority component. Okay. See, that's why I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) It's not that. I mean, we. But I haven't tasted. We've only tasted one so far. Yeah. So what's what's the next one we have here? We got the OESK 14 year. Yeah. So we're step. Man, we we're really. This really sucks for us. We're stepping it down to a 14 year here. <laughs> this is OESK. So OESK still will keep the lower rye content. Again, keep in mind that's still 20%. But this is their more uh, spicy, like kind of baking spice recipe. Yeah, on the nose, it's definitely spicier than the last one. Well, Ryan, we have done, I don't know, I don't know how many Four Roses selections we've done. Uh, it's, Probably 30, 40. It's, it, it's enough to solidify marriage. But I can tell you that... We always come away with a K. Nine times out of ten, there's. I don't there's, think there's ever been a pick we didn't pick a K. <laughs> I think if we get a, if we had a chance to get at least two or three barrels, but there's always a K in there. If we can only choose one barrel, sometimes we put that as an outlier, but it's usually in our top two or three every single time. Why do you think that is? There is just. I think there's just something about this, particular, but it's not just us. I, I think OESK actually is something that is universal a bunch uh, a bunch a lot of whiskey nerds. I think a lot of people love the OESK right. profile. Kenny's going to love this one. I am not particular it's not that I'm not fond of it. It's just I I'd rather I really prefer the first one over this one. This one's like dry, bitter, tannic. Um it's a little puckery. I agree. Um I I didn't I will, say this too, but this one came in 106.7 proof this particular like round for this recipe going into the blend. So it's Picking the proof up a little bit from where we were with the OESV. Yeah, it is it is drying, but it's got a lot. I feel like it's got a lot of candied fruitiness that just like really soaks in, really saturates. It definitely starts off that way, but then to me, it just gets a little bitter, dry, tannic where that... I'd agree. For me, where it just kind of overpowers it. I could see like, I don't know the percentage of blend, but to me, I would, this would be like a, even though it's not the minority component, I would as I'm building some, I would think this would be a minority because you, if it's something you want to add oak to, this would be a great one to add oak. But it's probably like the base of the blend. You ready for it? Is it? It is the base of the blend. Is it? Oh my gosh. It's, that's four, it's This is 40% of the blend. Wow. Really? Um, but I, I want to say how how kind of like right you are and what you were saying in regards of like, how do you define of, of what do you figure out is going to be the base? And, and how do you figure out what are the flavor profiles are going to set the foundation for everything else going uh, above there? And for this one, you're right. I think it is, it does, I mean, it has a super oak profile and mm. there is a bitterness to it. And maybe that's just something that, and, and by the way, we should also mention that every whiskey is different. And so you got to treat every whiskey different. So if you're dealing with the same exact whiskey every single day, then you get the opportunity to be able to sit there and play and profile and figure it all out. We're trying to sit there and look at it from an outsider's perspective. Yep. So, but I, I will say that the OESK, this one, it is good. And as much as I'd say I love OESK, this does hit on 
as Ryan said, it's a little bit dry. Almost, I want to say too oaky, but it, the oak presence is very pronounced. Yeah, I need a drink of water after that. It's like I will get a little nerdy here for a bit. Um, <laughs> so the first two that we tried, they're interesting for me as a roses nerd because uh, they've had similar products to this semi-recently release. Again, I mean, it's not something you can easily go out and find, but last year when they opened the, was it around the visitor center? I don't remember when it was. They did a round of 16-year OESV bottles. And I think that the first yeah. sample that we tried was is kind of in line with those flavor profiles. I agree. This 14-year OESK, you know, when uh, Brent Elliott did an Elliott Select bottle, this was when they did a like uh, yeah, instead of like a limited a edition year. small batch, they did a limited limited edition single barrel. Was that the last one they ever did? I, yeah, I think it was when he first came yeah. on. It kind of closed that chapter. That was like a creme. They put a space in the bottle, and they're like, after this, we're done. And I don't think it quite hits that flavor profile. They did do around around the holidays last year of eighteen year OESKs, and I actually thought they were a little bit. They had a little bit more sweetness. The barrels that I tried to to this batch here. That's one thing that I would mention. So, as a foundation. I think it has a lot of components that are really unique, but, um, and I have the disadvantage. I have tried these before you all, even though they're your, your samples, but, um, this is, I think this is, it's just, it is missing a little something for being the foundation. I can definitely tell where you, you could continue to build out, you know, a direction with this as a foundation and it's not, it's not the one stop. So Brian, I got a question for you as a, as a, a four roses nerd, as you start drinking through these and. I'm kind of curious because is the is the whiskey consumer the one that maybe we're trying to appease to? Are they enthralled with a with an 18 year old product because it's a very rare thing and very hard to find and it's a very different flavor profile? I, and here's the thing: is like once you get to the Elijah Craig 18 or you get to that particular kind of age range, like the whiskey is so different like mm -hmm. it is not like anything else you see on the shelf like it like the the amount of oak influence is so completely different than it's just it's not your sweet it's not your buttery it's not your yeah it's not just caramel, caramel vanilla. vanilla it's yeah. not that it's not your Werther's original it is i mean it is oak and it is oak and but you have to have that Old oak you have to have that sort of like palette to it i mean as a as a as a fan yourself like how long did it take for you to sit there and start thinking like, oh, these are the flavor? Do I do I like this? Yeah, that's a great question. Or I mean, was it like influence of like, ooh, this is eighteen years. Like, this is what I should like. Yeah, I think I think, and again, you know, this this is just one person talking specifically when it comes to rose. And this is this is actually, I think, a really interesting point. Even if you get nerdy and go under the subsection of like one particular brand here, let's say four roses. So. People like all types of flavor profiles. We've talked about that before. You know, some people really like the the striking cinnamon candies of like maybe some of the really young whiskeys or they like vibrancy that comes in like a six to eight year old. Some people really like the, they say like the nuance that will come in maybe an eight to 10. You have some master distillers that will say anything after 10, like you can't, it's not usable. Like it's going to go too tannic. You have some people that will push the boundaries. And I'm sure as not being in the business, I don't know how much loss there is. And from a business perspective, I can completely understand if they're like, you, you know, they're looking and like, there's, there's no reason to risk it. You know, it's a, oh, it's, a, it's, Every a year it's a 7% chance that something's going to be good. Why would we continue to let things age? Like, it's just not, you know, not, but anyway. With Four Roses specifically, even it's been interesting because, and I don't know if it's because of the recipes, but even, in, you know, when I 
when I'm tasting stuff, if I'm with, uh, you know, you try and find a group of people for for our listeners here, maybe review reviewers that you trust and whose palates you trust and how they approach whiskey, and you'll know. Oh, I I I've liked some of the things they've liked. I don't like some of the things they don't like. So we probably align in a lot of ways, and so you know you can trust them in, in certain ways. Even with one specific brand like Four Roses, I have to find people that I that I align with and don't align with because I know there are other Four Roses drinkers who are who will not do the oak. They're like, nope. Really? If it's got leather, it's got oak. I don't want it. I want the honey. I want the bright. I want the fresh. I want the crisp. So even in one specific brand, we're not talking about all things. Now we're talking about one thing. I'm like, oh shoot, I can't even trust an inner Four Roses nerd's opinion necessarily on a bottle. You'll have to, you know, kind of try it for yourself. And so that didn't exactly answer your question, but <laughs> it, it just means that like there's some people that like eight year O mash bills and they're a yeah. little bit brighter. That's what it comes down yep. to. So that would be me. Kind of circling back up to the oak thing in general. I I don't exactly know what it was really. I remember trying an Elijah Craig 18 a long time ago that was way too tannic, way disgusting. And I've tried some that are really candied sweet. So I think the real thing that really did it to me was probably an OKI that I had one time. And I was like, this is a, a 10 year. It was probably a bottle is 10, but almost 12 when they were doing those, one of the reserve bottles. But there was something about the way the oak presented itself in that, that I, I think that kind of changed me into saying, hey, this is a flavor component that exists in whiskey that I, I could open myself up to kind of exploring, kind of trying. And I'm actually, I'm glad that I do. I find it interesting. This is a whole nother topic in and of itself, but I do find it interesting when there are some master distillers who will say something like, oh, a, a barrel, you know, you don't want it to, to start picking up those oak characteristics, like whatever. And I'm like, mm. some people the, do. The ba- Not even that. The barrel is an enormous part of how this thing gets made. Why would you want to push out some of like, yeah, you get the char, you get the, the sugar browning, but like the vessel in itself, the the, the seasons it goes through in that container, picking up some of that innate quality is a huge portion of it as well. I just, again, as someone who's not as inside maybe as some of those master distillers, I find it an interesting component. I feel like you would want to, you'd want to have that marriage and a little bit more oak presence. So maybe that thought in of itself has kind of driven me to say, nope, oaky, oaky, oaky. But yeah, I can handle a fair amount of oak. <laughs> I think it was, it was like a new dance. It's called like the Okie Okie. The Okie Okie. Yeah. Steve Aoki. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Throw some cakes at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't know. Right, go on the next one. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, go on the next one. So we have the OBSV 25 years. Oh, so, I thought you would have saved this for last, but no, sir. Well, it was just- He just grabbed know. whatever was there. It was just grabbing what was there, but I guess I can see where if you have a 25 year and you want to add in oak component, that might be the one you use. Um, I don't know what percentage of the blend it is, but I mean the nose is just confectionery sugar. Yeah, but the it doesn't smell as tannicky as the oh, that uh, like, like fourteen year. That fourteen year was way you could tell tannicky. This smells like yeah, just sugary. So, so this one is their base recipe, which probably makes sense how they have it aging for so long. You know, it's it's something that could go into everything. It is again I want, I want OBSV, it, OBSV, which is delicate fruit and rye. And this is a hundred point five. Get down with this. You would fool me if you said this is a twenty-five year bourbon. No, this I would. Taste, I wouldn't believe you. This tastes like a ten to twelve. Yeah, I would say that you would fool me if you said this is twenty-five year. There is just there's just too much sweetness. It doesn't have an overpronounced oak component. I, I mean, unlike the other ones, I think honestly, I think the the first time we had the OESV sixteen year, or what was it the uh, 
The we, OESK 14 year we just had previous was way wait, more wait, oakier oh, than yeah, this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. This it, is definitely. It a, smells like a cake. I mean, this is all types of confectioner sugar. Yeah. Caramel, like butter cake. Like you would, you would think as a, as a blender coming into this, you're like, oh, we need a, we need some more oak component coming into here. And it's, it's not there. I mean, it's, it's there, but it's not the pronounced flavor. Yeah, I could use this as the base too. <laughs> yes, yeah. this, this one's pretty good. Uh, do you know what the percentage is? I don't know. I'd have to try the end in, in product. I think this is a cheat. I'm I'm pretty sure I thought I saw it was five percent. It is exactly five percent. See, I would have thought that just based on the flavor profile, because the the K fourteen year was so oaky, I would have thought that would have been five percent, and this would have been more majority. But I haven't tasted the final product, so I don't know. But just thinking in my head tasting through these that's how i would build it in my mind so maybe i'll give brent like what i would do and he'd be like no you're an idiot and mm-hmm. it's like yep you're right i am an idiot mm-hmm. but this and the first one are magical god who, who said birthday cake i would yeah, say yeah, it's yeah, very really, cakey really cakey i mean it, it is it, 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 honestly, it, it really feels like that it, it kind of feels like the birthday cake with just the over vin- sugary icing, the vanilla white icing with the sprinkles on it, like it, it's honestly what it truly tastes like. And that's the best part I think about. Again, this is a higher rye recipe than the first one that we tried, but because of how old it is, I feel like it's just the it's just sugar coated spices. I mean, everything about it is just a nicer version. That, but yes, is that I, a real thing? Sugar coated spices? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would, can, you know, can we make that a real thing? That's what honey hog is for me, church. There you go. Sugar-coated spices. But, if I, you know, tasting these blind, and this is why you can never guess the recipes when you do when you go in there and you try all 10 and they're like, try to guess them. I would have guaranteed that OESK 14-year uh, was the high-right Mashville because it just had more spice. It was just bolder, like, versus the other two that are more right, but they're more sweet. I don't know. It's just, I can't wrap my head around it. Totally. I get it. Mm. Mm. That one's really good. Mm. That might be my favorite of all three so far. And this is another OESV that we're going to do? The yes. last one is... Uh, so this last one is a 12-year OESV. So this is the ah, second yes. time that we're seeing the OESV recipe. And this one is, if I can read it right, I think 117.5 something, maybe 5.9%. So this is what's bringing the most proof so that one's the, on the sixth tier. The first the one was on the first tier. <laughs> and by the way, this is the second highest of the blend at 35%. Okay. By the way, what do you think of them putting the percentages uh, out there? I, I really like it. I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's cool. It's part of the, the transparency. I think it's maybe the one thing that we lack is that, put it this way, the only thing that it's we lack it because it's the only thing that we have is our IP, right? Yeah. Anybody can go and get the barrels that we get not not all the barrels but i get it like we have to have something that's a little hidden to us and that's where we put in our 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 guardrails and say like well we're not gonna tell you like the exact but maybe nobody wants it the recipe <laughs> maybe that's what it is <laughs> yeah so no just put I, it I, I, don't, I don't think that's that at all i think it's just one of those things that we have to make sure that we have some sort of proprietaryness to it uh because if you're just another person that's bottling 36% MGP, then there's no stopping you from being anybody else except the story on the bottle. Uh, we just want to make sure that our whiskey is different at the end of the day. Totally. Smells hot. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> it, it's definitely a lot more lively. Yeah. That's for sure. It still has some kind of caramel, some kind of like butter cake kind of thing yeah, to it. Yeah, it's but... more like rock candy, kind of sugary, like 
you know, like the box. Don't when, say sugared spices. No, but like you know, when you get like Sour Patch Kids and the sugary dust that's on them, that's what kind of smell. I don't know if I get that, but it definitely is a little bit more on the spicy side. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think that's why it plays so well. I was just the saying blend. on the nose. Now on the drink, it is definitely more spicy. Oh, it's definitely more spicy. I, I definitely get the uh, the, the tongue. But there is some nice oak tongue in is there. tingling. There's a little hint of oak in there. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like this. What's crazy about these, I think if you did these blind and you were to pick one, I think this one would do pretty well just because it's a little more vibrant, more, more lively. Like I think it would stand up. I think D- you would. Does, uh, that, does that go in line with your. Uh, if you have a brand built off 36% MGP, it always does well in a competition because of it, the it way It does seem done. that way. The higher rye bourbons do well at uh, competitions because when you're drinking them all, it's like you go, you know, when you do barrel You need things, something to shock your palate. Yeah, you just need something. You're like, oh, that stands out. You know, oh, hello. <laughs> you know, it's like every time we do a barrel pick, and I think that's why like Sazerac really doesn't do well at competitions because they just have that overly sweet, like soft, Profile, cherry, cherry. Yeah. but when you get them a blind taste test, like, and you have these high rye or spicier bourbons that are just more vibrant, especially when you're drinking through like ten different ones, it's going to stand out. Well, yeah, there's a a buddy of mine was was tasting yesterday, and I was watching a live stream that he was doing, and he was talking about he wasn't he didn't mention palate fatigue, but he just mentioned that you know as you drink as he's drinking through a whole bunch of stuff, he's like everything just it just like kind of cruise it's like you're putting on cruise control when you're tasting so you have something like this that i would say is like very citrusy very spiky very um very bright spiky heart like is spiky. not harsh is not quite the right word but like you know salty you know something you, you it, it is lifted a little bit more that if you're tasting through a lot of things and, and you're kind of on cruise control that's like hitting a bump in the road while on cruise control for sure hitting that bump all right, let's taste the final product. Is it the speed bump that you go airborne on? <laughs> Might be. Or the one you just, like, your phone falls off the I don't counter. Know. Uh, you know me how I drive. Like, I will drive and then That's I'll That's the one will wake you up. I'll see the one I'll be, and I'll break real hard as soon as I hit that, see that speed bump, make sure I just don't go airborne. All right, so now we're actually going to the the actual final blend, the, the final product right here. And what was the final proof, by the way? I can't remember. 108. Oh, oh well, well, we brilliant. should we should have known. <laughs> we shouldn't remember that. But so, see on the nose, it smells. More I hear 108 is good then. proof. What do you guys? So let's. What do you guys think about 108 proof? <laughs> yeah. Let's start from the very beginning, Brian. Yep, that's where we think whiskey is most balanced, where you get the most characteristics of the barrel, but also. I'm just kidding. Now I no, will say I mean, the sample says 112 proof, but their all their press stuff says it's going to be at 108. So when they cut the press, re- the, when they cut the press kits, I guess it's a little bit. I have, higher. I have no idea, Brian. I wish I wish I could tell. I don't you, work here, so it's just one of those things. It's like you, don't complain about free whiskey that shows up at your door. Nope, especially when it's all double digit. <laughs> yeah, sixteen, twelve, <laughs> yeah, twelve plus year age statement. Yeah, totally. I mean, when you think about on this, the nose, it's a little unbalanced on the nose. Like it's, I mean, it's got that oak, but it's a little spicy on the nose compared to like the individual what, components. Did you say how much? Hold on. So one was twenty percent. One that, was forty percent. One was five. So so the last one we tried had to be thirty. It was thirty five percent. Yeah, correct. I, I actually that feel like coming through. Oh, it a is, lot. I, and it could be because we just came off it. But I feel like you get any of the ones we mentioned before that have that kind of sweet, cakey like sweetness. It's that's all present, God, which is sixty five percent of it had that. So yeah, sixty five percent is bringing a lot of the sweetness, and thirty five percent is bringing a lot of that kind of big bite. And that's what goes. I, I've always said like sweetness, sweet barrels will not influence, but once you throw in spicy, 
oaky, like they will just a little will change it drastically. Dude, this palette you know? though, I haven't tried the palette yet. Right, it's money. We'll, we'll dive into it. Then I kind of want you to to kind of throw out there what you think. You know how you feel like some of these components married into it. Hmm. See, I, I don't know. After drinking this, I think I prefer some of the individual components. I, I kind of do as well. Like, uh, to I'm me, not, it's kind of off. Put it put it this way, Ryan. When we first reviewed this, we tried it and we we're like, "This is actually really amazing." We thought it was a fantastic blend and loved it. And Spoiler: this, It still is. And it is. It's it, very and good. it is still good. I'm not going to deny that at all. Uh, but this was actually the first time that we did the individual components before we did the blend. But there is something about. Uh, some of these that that did stand out above others, but we've also got to recognize that there is power in the blend, and there is power in making sure that we create a a perfect harmony of a lot of different things here. And I still think it happens. I mean, don't be wrong. Like the twenty five year like cakiness, yes, like it's great. Could I do it every day? Absolutely. Yeah, but. Part of me also is like, well, it does miss the spiciness factor. Like, it does miss, like, right? What's what do you always say? Like, what's the perfect oh, it's, balance? It's sweetness, fruitiness, and spiciness. <laughs> you know? Okay. And so, when you tried some of these individual ones, uh, most of them were missing one of that component. Correct. Yeah. You know, you had three that were really probably more on this desserty, cakey. One that was pretty oaky. So you had two that are really desserty, sweet. And then you had one oaky, and then you have one real big spice bomb. But to me, tasting the final blend, the spice bomb is taking over on this. I mean, I'm not saying I, well, I think it's I think, really. Good. I think our palate has only been adjusted to it so far. Yeah. You, you go back to if we go and get a bunch of other bourbons that are on a table, I think we'll think differently. Oh yeah, totally. But I still think that it still is a very well balanced, oh, and great blend. It's really time. good. Yeah. So let me. I'm gonna break down a couple of things real quick. So the OESV. 16 year that we started off with was awesome. I could yeah, drink that, that all the time. It's great. I think there, that should be more majority of the base on this. If I had to, if I had to tweak it, when we go to the OESK, I felt like the OESK, the fruitiness was a little too candied in a negative way. Like it, when I mentioned something's like maybe bubble gummy to me, that kind of artificial sweetness, when you have so many other things that could be, well, you don't like big league chew. I don't actually. Uh, no, nope. come and, on. And it, it kind of has that, and it's a little. I feel like it's a little too bright, a little too salty. So like, it it be it is tamed down in the final blend, and I notice that, and I feel like it's really nice. The I feel like the oak is placed really well. I think they all marry fairly well. I don't really know what I would change about it, but I'm just glad that, that it's very go, good. I'm glad the bubble gum's gone. I'm just nitpicking here. No, oh, but but I mean, this is this is a uh, you know spoil of riches oh, totally. kind of thing. So. I understand most people don't get this opportunity to, be able to do this, but this was a a great chance for us to be able to, to kind of see how another master blender does their individual selections and figures out how do they figure out the percentages and what they're going to be able to do. So this was a, a very good exercise in breaking down the Fort Roses limited edition small batch 2023. To me, though, you got to you got to put more of that. It was the first one was that OESV 16 year. Is that right? Yeah, the OESV 16 year. I feel like that that needs to have more of a presence than being the least amount. But maybe that's maybe they didn't have very many barrels of that. I still so, get it. Man. I don't, yeah, maybe, I mean that's the one thing that we are. But that's to me, the one thing we're through, missing that's from what this. It's missing. It's, the one thing we're missing from this is knowing what the rejects are. Like we don't right. have the pool to know what they pull from. Oh, totally. We only, we only have these final versions to see like how it marries. But yeah, I mean, that really would be good. an experience. I mean, you get bread on the show. That's been one of the things that we've talked about forever. Is that 
anything gets over 10, 12 years, you have to taste it. And if it tastes bad, what's what happens? It goes into the flagship. It goes and yep. it gets dumped into either, uh, you know, probably a yellow, yellow label, label in this yep. in this instance. So uh, you're not going to have everything is not going to be a home run. There's going to be a bunch of does in the middle. Totally. No, it's, they did a great job with this. If only we could just bottle this. Yep. If we can only sell this. Guys, thanks for uh, following along with us as we uh, break down pursuit four roses and <laughs> and uh in these components that go into the 135th so really exciting thing to do again i don't know how we would structure other things like this but i think it could be interesting i think there's something there to to pulling apart other products and talking about it from either a blending perspective or just kind of a flavors perspective so if you thought that was interesting let us know podcast at pursuitspirits.com and uh, and we'll see how we can maybe uh, bring those into like every distillery. Give us your <laughs> components of all, all your limited releases. If you don't give us all your information, all the oaked <laughs> components, bring yep. them. Thanks again for listening to another podcast, guys. Thanks for joining me on another podcast. Again, if there's other topics you want to hear us talk about in other episodes, podcast at pursuitspirits.com. Thanks as everybody for tuning in to another episode. And until next time, we'll see you all later. Doodles. Cheers. Cheers.